Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. In this episode, the disconnect between people is on display in three brief microfictions. Though they're very different, they each employ control and deft writing to contain so much in what's left unsaid. Note the absence of information and sometimes of important characters, the movement through time, and the slight change in tone that can make a lighthearted story into something more complicated. This first piece is a small snapshot of a street and of a relationship where absence matters as much as the details that are present. It's called North 19th Street. It was written by Marilyn Duarte and published by Macromike on July 15th, 2020. Enjoy. North 19th Street. A woman with faded pink curlers bouncing in her hair and an oversized t-shirt swelling in the breeze stands in front of the closed old-school pub on North 19th Street. Next to a stack of newspapers piled high underneath a for-sale sign, she waves a thick folded copy in the air when I drive past her in the morning. Sweat pours down her face and her hands are stained with black ink when I pass her in the afternoon. You are not home when I arrive at your brown clapboard bungalow. My eyes trace the bare living room walls and I wonder, where are the pictures of you and your siblings as children making sandcastles on the beach? Where are the tacky souvenirs from your trip through the southern states last summer? Where are the notebooks I gave you? In the kitchen, sunlight enters through a small window and lands on my left forearm as I peer through your unlit fridge to try and satisfy my hunger. There is only a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc and potato bread, but no butter. Outside, an orange cat stretches on your overgrown lawn, and scrub jays splash in warm puddles in the middle of the street. I walk towards the nearby gas station in search of food and hear an orchestra of wind chimes cling-clang to the rhythm of the breeze. A neighbor's rickety staircase leads to a landing that holds a pile of cardboard boxes. Bright blue and neon pink beach towels in place of curtains hang inside their window frames, offering protection. A display of love. Marilyn Duarte's work has appeared in various print and online journals, most recently, Emerge Literary Journal, Anti Heroin Chic, and Macro Mike. You can find her on Twitter at MaryDuart28 or on her website at MarilynDuartWriter.com. This next brief piece of microfiction moves deftly through time and space to reveal, in a few lines, what is, what was, and what might have been. It's called The Man I Am Not Marrying. It was written by Kath Barton and published by Spelk on February 19th, 2019. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
The man I am not marrying. I wake with a taste of salt in my mouth and a gritty feeling between my toes and screw up my eyes as the birds sing a fanfare. My dress is buttercup yellow, the hem scalloped. I have no hat. No hat could be as beautiful as the one my mother made for me when I was ten, layered with organza, satin and love. And now, when I need her to pin flowers in my hair, she is not here. Only yesterday we rolled like pups, me and a man I am not going to marry today. He pushed my hair back with wet hands, threading it with seaweed, kissing salt into my mouth. The man I am not marrying will be at the beach again today, elsewhere. I make myself tidy. My mother would have approved. When I open the door, the sun is glittering through the leaves of the linden trees. There has been a shower of rain, short and violent. The road glistens in the aftermath. People cheer as we come out of the church. A golden couple a woman says. Someone throws yellow rose petals and I brush them from my husband's collar. I look into the sun and think just for a moment about sand and salt and the man I might have married in another life. Kath Barton is an English writer who has had two novellas published, The Plankton Collector and In the Sweep of the Bay, and is currently working on a third, as well as pieces of flash fiction betwixt and between. You can find her on Twitter at KathBarton1, on Facebook at Kath.Barton.5, or on her website at KathBarton.com. Our final story's wonderfully detailed title does so much work, and yet the story itself is not completely revealed. As the story unfolds, it encompasses larger and more serious themes. It's called How to Pass a GED Test When Stoned, Having Just Locked Keys Inside the Car. It was written by Jessica Evans and published by Sublunary Review. Enjoy. How to Pass a GED Test When Stoned, Having Just Locked Keys Inside the Car Spill hot chocolate down the front of a fresh new hoodie, a gift from Nate. Get stoned on the drive downtown from Pleasant Ridge, but decide it's fine to take the test anyway. Hit the bowl once while gathering six copies of paperwork per instructions. Wonder about not having studied a single minute. Spritz twice with an imitation lavender spray stolen last week from Walgreens, kept for moments exactly like these. Open the door and manually press down the lock before carefully closing the dented neon against the city. Just as the door opens, by keys on the dash, place there to hit the bowl. Consider skipping the test because who needs a GED anyway? 
try to focus. Good thing the city breeds dichotomy and I know how to compartmentalize. Inside, proffer pot-scented paperwork to the proctor. Try not to look him in the eye. Sit for the test. Breeze through the easy bits and guess on all the rest. Finish two hours earlier than the time allotted. Feel the high slowly fade out, recede like river water. Explain about the keys to the proctor who doesn't care. Call Nate who doesn't answer. So head outside to brainstorm solo. There's a cop at the end of the block on patrol. But there's a bowl in the car and the lavender spritz probably didn't cover the smell of Kentucky Hydro. Try to look pliant, peaceable. Approach with hands out, careful and slow to ask for help. Jessica Evans is the editor-in-chief of Twin Pies Literary and a mentor with the Veterans Writing Project. Her work has been nominated for three Pushcart Prizes. You can find her on Twitter at Jessica underscore Evans or on her website at jessicaevans.me. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. <laughs>